Welcome back to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our Watch Club preview for Disney Plus's latest series, Marvel Studios' Hawkeye. It's the most wonderful time of the year, with the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. My name is Justin, and today we'll be sharing our first reaction to Marvel Studios' Hawkeye, which hits Disney Plus tomorrow or November 24th, depending on when you're listening to this episode. We were fortunate enough to watch the first two episodes before the launch. And as always, a huge, huge thanks to Disney for giving us uh, access to do so and allow us to attend a digital press conference to learn a little more insight as to how this series came to be. But before we get to that, if you're joining us for the first time, this is our Watch Club preview show where we share our spoiler-free reaction to the latest series before it hits general release and before our week-to-week episode-to-episode, spoiler-filled coverage, where we break it all down like only geek-centric can. Joining me, as always, for today's episode, we have my tracksuit mafia members, Nate Shelton, Kevin Hudson. How are you, boys? Yo, bro. How are you doing, bro? <laughs> What's up, bro? Doing bro. Uh, I don't know if that's a spoiler, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, I, I, I you know, as mentioned... This is a spoiler-free reaction, um, and really to see if this series does kind of live up to the hype of what we were expecting. Uh, but before we get into all of that, let's give you a little bit more background information around the series. Hawkeye is an original new series set in post-blip New York City, where former Avenger Clint Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye, has a seemingly simple mission, get back to his family for Christmas. But when a threat from his past shows up, Hawkeye reluctantly teams up with Kate Bishop, 22-year-old skilled archer and his biggest fan, to unravel a criminal conspiracy. Kate Bishop is obviously played by Haley Steinfeld. The series also features Vera Farmiga, uh, Tony Dalton, Zom McLaren, uh, Brian Darcy James, and newcomer Aliqua Cox playing Maya Lopez. Yeah, guys, we got the first two episodes. And, you know, given that this series is kind of the last of the five that have been released over 2021. I'd love to know before we kind of get into what worked and what didn't, what was your hype level going into the series? Kev, let's start with you. Uh, I'm going to give Marvel like massive props here because all right, I'm going to take you back maybe three, four years ago. The geek centric thing was just getting started. And Justin, you and I sat down to do a, a video review and I called the character of Hawkeye, Clint Barton. I think I called him Hawkman. And it took me a second to realize that I had got it wrong. That's how little I sort of cared about this character. But over the last three years, what they've done with this character in the small little pieces that we've seen him have made me grow so endeared to him. I like, I am rooting for Hawk, Hawkeye all day long. Um, and I think the little post-credit scene at the end of Black Widow made me very intrigued for the possibility of what this show could could mean the trailer hit and i went boom christmas time in new york um and it's and it's a far more centered story about family and and you know finding one's way i just i am i, I came into this show really really excited at the possibility uh, and and far more excited than if you told me there was a hawkeye show coming three years ago i would have been like I'm, i might skip that one whereas yeah. with this one they've done so much to change my mind on the character i was super hyped to to, to see this my hype going into this was 8.8. .8. That's pretty hyped, Kev. I'm surprised. I was hyped. I was hyped. Well, I think, Kev, you know, you have every right to be hyped. I think after, 
you know, especially after seeing something like WandaVision, right, where we we obviously yeah. Loki is a character that everyone loves. So going into that series, you know, we knew it was going to be be fantastic. But with WandaVision, again, kind of coming in, it's like, do we need a series about Wanda and Vision? And they completely changed our minds. And I think, you know, even just based off the first two episodes of this uh, mm. series, yeah, absolutely. Hawkeye, let's go all yeah. the way. I'm so stoked to learn more about him, uh, to see a little bit more about, you know, some of his internal struggles as well. And I think that's kind of something that this these first two episodes really do uh, a great job of focusing on. And and I love how, again, you know, just like with WandaVision, just like with Falcon and Winter Soldier, just like with Loki, we're getting into the sort of the 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 inner workings, the, the human, human being side, yeah, right? Yeah. The human psyche side. Yeah. And, and then, you know, we talked about the... Uh, the kind of self-referential comedy that we're we're stoked for, um, you know, with with Miss Marvel and uh, and I was stoked to kind of get a, a little bit about this in this in this series as well. So for me going into this, my hype level, I think the same idea, eight point five for sure, because uh, I just knew I, I knew that Marvel was going to be able to pull that off. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more with you guys. I think for myself, after a solid year of Marvel Studios series, uh, you know, I was excited for this one just for its simplicity and because it's focusing on, as Kevin said, one of the lesser known Avengers. Uh, And I think that's a welcome addition, right? Like, I think it's really giving that time for that character. As you said, Nate, you know, did we really need a series with Wanda and Vision? Well, our lives are better for it now um, because it was it was a lot of yeah. fun. Um, I think scaling back the scope and and staying focused more on the street level narrative showcases new possibilities for the MCU to venture in, along with the cosmic and the mystical stories that we've gotten so far from other series. So, you know, with that, I think I was very much so at an eight point five out of ten for this series. Like you said, kept the Christmas vibes from trailer one. They hit hard, you know. From yeah. from just seeing New York, seeing it snowy, hearing Christmas tunes, it just it worked really well. They're playing with the right tropes in in the story. Anytime a series or whatever does a Christmas sort of themed element, it's always one of my favorites. It it gets me in the holiday spirit. It gets me going. And I know in the press conference, um, Feige uh, really liked the fact that somebody said that Iron Man three is a Christmas movie. I would argue that this is really that first Christmas in the MCU that we're getting. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I don't think of Iron Man 3 as a Christmas movie. Uh, I think that Christmas is involved in its narrative, uh, but it's clear that Christmas is very integral to this story of of the Hawkeye series. But but with that, let, let's move into to what worked. And if it's okay, I'm going to kick this off, just starting with the simplicity of this story. The street level story is a nice reminder of of earthbound characters and and how they still have an importance to the bigger story of the MCU, which they're trying to tell. And as we were just discussing, framing this in Christmas does such a good job at doing it better than, you know, Iron Man 3, because it actually is integral to the story. Whereas Christmas was just the time of year that Iron Man 3 was happening in. Didn't really play a part in that that bigger picture. So I think integrating a, a really street-level story with family adventure holiday concept, it's going to hit well. Well, and then just even on that street-level aspect that you're talking about, uh, the introduction of the Kate Bishop character, uh, who's very much like Hawkeye, just not, not super-powered, but you know, somebody who has to use their brains and their natural abilities to sort of fight their way through these situations. To bring Haley Steinfeld into the 
the MCU is like just such a huge boost for me. I'm a, I've been a huge Haley fan all the way back since True Grit. Uh, I think she's fantastic in Dickinson. She's got this awesome sense of humor about her, and I also and so I think that I was excited to see it and was so happy to see that it it actually did work. The, her playing off of uh, Jeremy Renner's character, I think they have instant awesome chemistry uh and i just yeah i i loved every second of their their on-screen time together yeah i mean Haley is so incredibly charming i think is the the best word that i can use and she 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 sort of instantly understand where she's coming from uh and kind of what she's going through without the character even having to say that much and right, i think that's a right. huge aspect to her performance uh and it's cool because it, you know you kind of start to unravel the mysteries uh, of her family and, and and kind of what's going on around there um but to to yeah to see her and her chemistry with as you said with with Jeremy Renner's uh Clint Barton is is so fantastic i love how she's so much that fan, right? Again, we yeah. it's, it's it's almost becoming like a running thing with you know Ant Man, and then and you know we're seeing it more and more. But I, I love I love seeing her freak out over the situations that she's put in, and I, I can't wait to see more of that from a from a fandom side to be able to connect with that character. Well, you know, the MCU now is twenty six movies deep, five series deep. It's big enough now that there are going to be fans of all the events that have happened uh, in the MCU world. So it's the perfect time to start integrating that sort of realization and fandom and, and seeing new heroes come out of that fandom. So I think that that's, this is a very, very good time to do that. But yeah, you guys are absolutely right. Like she, she's, you know, Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop is very naive. She has that energetic charm to her. It, it's like a reminder of what young heroes look like, you know, overconfident and very much inspired to be more. And when you pair that with the sort of weathered emotional layers that that Clint, uh, Jeremy Renner's bringing with his Clint Barton, it really does serve as a point of conversation as, you know, to the new and the old. That is is a really interesting pairing in, in that capacity. Especially with everything he's gone through, I mean, yeah. right? Like you have yeah. to imagine that this character has gone through so much, yeah. uh, and it's especially at a personal level. Yeah. Um, but I think you know, I think the 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 first episode that we got does a really good job of kind of getting you back in touch with Clint Barton, where he's at in this moment, and then giving you that good introduction to 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 Kate. Uh, and I think it does a really good job of sort of keep keeping them, uh, you know, in their own space. It gives both e each character enough time. Um, and then and then, yeah, and then we get to finally see how that chemistry works in the second episode. And it's it's such a delight. And it's, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing, though, that I, I will say that I was a little bit surprised by and delightfully surprised was the aspect of the sort of genre mixing. I think if you think you know what this show is going to be about, you're not ready. Uh, I think there's there's some some really kind of interesting ways that I, I feel like they're taking the series um, in a way that I was not expecting, uh, and I'm really intrigued to see how that sort of plays out. Well, and speaking of intrigue, there's so much mystery even after two episodes as to what really this show is going to be about beyond just that that really simple premise of you know get Hawkeye home for Christmas and. I think it's incredible that, you know, we've seen a third of the show already and it just doesn't even feel like the main sort of MCU connection, if you will, has even really started. Yeah. And so I think, you know, it, it, it almost felt like because this is only six episodes, it, it felt more like a movie to me than a TV show. I don't know right. if you guys got those vibes as well. Yeah, like it, I It's think, like we I watched so. the first third of a movie rather than 
the first third of a TV show. Well, I think that's why they're putting the first two out on day one, right? It, it just, they're going to really do, you know, Nate, you said it best. It, the first episode shows you both of their worlds. Episode two brings them together and it does it in, in a way that it's their banter. It's their dialogue. It's their on, on screen chemistry, which gets me into my, my only negative, which is I found episode two far slower when they weren't together. When they were together, I was very intrigued and very interested. It was more about seeing them get back together you know, that I was more interested in rather than the time that kind of lapsed. But it's like a reminder that there's going to be these elements within episodes that are going to be building rather than showcasing some of that MCU magic. So, you know, I, I think we'll see a lot of that MCU magic, obviously, in the final act of this series. But I don't know. I think episode two, just just a little bit slower, even though there were some great character moments. And I think to that that point, that that point of pacing, it will be interesting to see how this series, you know, does what I think a lot of people want, which is stay grounded, stay sure. more street level. But it is going to be interesting to see, you know, now that we've gotten through something like the Eternals, you know, how are we? How does that sort of, you know, how how does this series play into what we're getting in Loki and and some of these, you know, really much bigger things? And are we going to start to see a little bit more of the ground level narrative take off? And maybe maybe this is the kickoff. Well, yeah, and I mean, we, we you, if you watch the uh, Disney Plus Day uh, sort of uh, reel from the show, there's that incredible action sequence, and I think that felt like a Marvel scene that, again, just involved people shooting arrows out the window of a car. You don't right. need spaceships, and you don't need big green monsters, and you don't need that stuff for it to still have that Marvel kick and that punch, and so... Yeah, I think they're doing a nice little build, and it's just going to amplify, amplify, amplify over the episodes, especially starting after two and going forward. It sort of reminded me of of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? Like there were some great, great parts of that. The character dynamics were great, but there were also just some some low, slow parts that were more about the building rather than than the showcasing. And you know, there's a couple other pitfalls that that show kind of had with just certain sort of. It was very apparent that plot and element things were were switched around, which just were highlighted more so as the series went on. Um, but that being said, I don't know if the show is necessarily going to have that. We'll we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, yeah, it'll um, be interesting to see if it's finale. You know, I think that's probably one of the as far as Marvel fans are concerned. A lot of Marvel people that I've spoken to, they they that's the only downside for a lot of them on these series is it's always the finale that kind of brings them down a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see if this can break that streak. I know for me, I definitely don't agree with that. I definitely think that the finales are some of the best parts of these Marvel series for me. But I I know a lot of people that are on that side of like yeah the finale's just really underperformed so it'll be I, I really hope that they can break that streak and make can be a finale that we all agree on and we can all just have a good time for christmas At yeah holidays, we shouldn't be fighting anyway you know yeah exactly come on. it's all subjective anyways come on guys jeez <laughs> awesome so what worked what didn't work let's move into wrapping this up with our hype level after watching these two episodes um i'm, I'm kind of thinking i know where you guys are gonna go with this but uh, uh kev let's start with you uh, yeah, I mean, again, I, I, maybe my hype score was a bit high, uh, but that's probably just because I've seen the first two episodes and everything that I thought we were going to get, I was positively affirmed and it was there uh, and even more so. Uh, it's, it's really fun. It's really engaging. There are some very interesting characters whose motives are very sus and 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 I have a lot of questions after those first more questions after the first two episodes than I did before and so 
that just that has me so excited to see where this story is going to go as we we head into the holidays. And so, if I was at an eight point eight going into it, having seen the first two episodes, I'm at a solid nine point four. This this because wow. of the time of the year because of its really grounded nature, could end up being my favorite of the Marvel series so far, just because whereas Eternals went so far in the opposite direction of that, this is almost the kind of stuff I prefer. And so I just think... The vibe I was getting from it. This is my cup of tea. There you go. I'm, uh, I, you know, Kevin. I think you're a huge Christmas fan. I think we all know that. Everyone who has ever listened to this podcast knows that you are probably our our biggest Christmas fan out of the three of us. And uh, yeah, man, I'm stoked to kind of get those vibes. I think the 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 score that I kind of went in with. I agree with you. Yeah, it's it's a bit high, but again, it's just it's based off of the experiences we've had with these prior Marvel series that has gotten it there. Uh, and I think for me, coming out of this after the first two episodes, um, I'm very intrigued. Uh, I'm going to probably say I'm sitting at a solid nine uh, on the hype scale for myself. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I want this to be just probably, as you said, I want it to be the best. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I'd be blown away if Hawkeye is, <laughs> is the show, if the, is the character that gives me the best uh, of these live action shows. <laughs> so I, I, I can't wait for that to, to happen. Same sentiments for me. This, you know, this feels far more straight, like a straightforward heroic adventure with a holiday family twist. Uh, in comparison to some of the other Marvel Disney Plus shows we've gotten, uh, I feel like this this action adventure quality, similar to something that is obviously in being discussed, but like a Die Hard, you know, that does excite me to as where the series can go with that streets level mentality. And you guys know me, I like I like hearing what possibilities and what characters we might see. And there's been a lot of discussion about who we might see from from Daredevil show up in this series and and whatnot with with Vincent and Black Donofrio. Widow show up in this series. Yeah, Let's well, go. you know, Florence Pugh could show up, and I think that that you know again <laughs> that's bound to happen. Um, but I, again, I, I do like that the series is scaled down from its the overly cosmic, the the multiversal qualities that have been the focus thus far in the MCU, and and really just focus on the superpower of of like you know loving commitment to to one's family and framing that in the holidays is just is so perfect. So while I wasn't necessarily blown away by episode two, I really did enjoy these two episodes, and I'm excited to see where this series goes. The holiday vibes totally hit, uh, but I'm going to say that I'm going to stay at my 8.5 out of 10 on the hype scale. I'm I'm still there. Didn't necessarily do enough to really thrust me beyond, um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what what's going to happen with this. So, hundred percent. Well, that is it for our Watch Club preview for Marvel Studios Hawkeye. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, feel free to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. As mentioned, we'll be starting our Watch Club series for Hawkeye on November 24th, so when Episode 1 drops, well, Episode 1 and 2 are dropping the same day, and that's where we're going to get into all those spoiler details week to week, episode to episode, and we're going to be dropping Episode 2 probably the next day or... Turkey Day for our friends in the U.S. Uh, Also, keep in mind, we have a variety of other content covering all of the latest movies and TV shows, including our spoiler-free review for Netflix's latest series, Cowboy Bebop, and recently released Masters of the Universe Part 2. Also, we have our Ghostbusters Afterlife spoiler review and discussion where we get into all the details about that movie, so make sure you see it before you check that one out. But until next time, guys, as we say... Love ya. Get home safe, guys. Peace.